Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strong Mind, Strong Body. You know, there's a saying out there that says, it takes, that trust takes years to build, seconds to break, and forever to repair. And I really think that that sentiment could not be more true. To me, nothing feels better than a trusting relationship at work and at home. When I'm in a trusting relationship, I feel safe. I feel supported and I thrive in those environments. And I guess I feel like, don't we all? So again, I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. And today I want to talk about trust because I think that in today's world, trust can be tricky. And yet trust is the backbone of healthy relationships. And that's why I want to talk to you about it today because trust matters. So feel free to chat in and share your thoughts or your questions along the way. But when trust exists between two people or a team of people in an organization, I think it creates this bond of loyalty that runs deep and the foundation of safety that allows you, your clients, the people you work with to flourish and to succeed. When trust exists, you can be authentically you and you can share your feelings and thoughts in a safe environment and feel secure in the relationship. And yet we all know that when it comes down to it, trust is so fragile. It requires a lot of nurturing to maintain trust. And the truth is, is that it can take years to build it, but it can just erode in a second. When you let somebody down or when you choose your words poorly or you lie or you deceive or your actions cause someone to doubt your loyalty and commitment inadvertently or not, or intentionally or not. So when I personally was developing this episode and I was thinking about what is trust to me, and there are so many words that came to my mind, but one of the words that always comes to my mind when I think about trusting somebody is consistency. I think about the people in my life that I can count on to show up the same, no matter the situation and no matter who's around. People whose personality is predictable in a good way, like those consistent, responsible people who are emotionally regulated, they don't blame others, they respond versus react when things go wrong. People whose actions and words align, those are the people I'm most likely to trust. And I'm wondering if that's the same for you. So consistency is always that word that comes to my mind. I like predictable personalities, again, in a good way. I'm guessing, though, that we all know that feeling when someone breaks our trust, almost immediately our guard goes up. We question everything we thought to be true about that relationship. And all of a sudden, we don't feel as safe to be open and honest. Once that bond of security is broken, it can take years to rebuild. So again, I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. And we're going to talk about trust and why it matters because trust is the foundation of relationships that thrive in our personal life, but also with our clients. So whether you're a health coach, a wellness coach, a personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, you're a CEO, you own a company, whatever it is, trust matters at home and at work. So how do we develop that trust that keeps people loyal to us and that we can be loyal to other people. So I have some tips to help you build trust 
in any relationship, whether it's at work or at home. But before we start, I just want to say the tips that I'm going to share today, these are practical tips. There's a lot of research I found that that kind of examines what trust is and why it's important, but not as much research on how to like practically build trust in relationships. So a lot of what I'm sharing today is more practical tips versus journal articles on the topic or peer-reviewed research. So here's my first tip. If you really want to build trust, number one, I would say, say what you mean and mean what you say. And this means that I think it's important that all of us are true to our word and we honor our commitments all the way down to the smallest of things. So if you say you're going to show up at 10, but you consistently show up 30 minutes late, that erodes trust. If you say that you're going to get your client an article on nutritional tips, get it to them in a time period that you specify, not just like when you happen to remember. And try to keep your promises. And this means that we have to avoid that temptation to over-deliver and under-promise. So make sure whatever you commitment, whatever you commit to, you know you can keep your word. And here's the thing about all you people pleasers out there. I think that being a people pleaser, I have the best of intentions. And because I always want to please, I can get into that pitfall of perfectionism where I want to say yes to everything and everyone. And then sometimes I can overcommit and then find myself unable to deliver for everyone on all the promises that I made. So be cautious and guided. I would personally recommend that we say no versus saying yes, and then find that we fall short on our commitments. Because again, that erodes trust. So number two, when it comes to building a person's trust, I think I was reading an amazing article about the importance of acknowledging other people's emotions. And I thought this was spectacular, especially in a workplace, because it talked about how universally trust in the workplace environment is kind of going downhill because we used to have these daily water cooler talks, if you will. We would see people, we would have face-to-face -face interactions and that built trust because we could kind of develop these meaningful connections. But now with all the so much work being done virtually, and with us seeing our clients virtually a lot, we know that it takes a unique set of skills to connect with somebody this way and to show you that I mean what I say from here and that I want to authentically connect with you. That's harder to build and maintain trust in that way. So this article talked about the importance of emotional acknowledgement, which is really just the act of verbally recognizing how someone else is feeling. So it could be as simple as saying something like, you know what, um, Jean, it seems like something's on your mind today. Or, you know, Jean, it, it almost, I almost feel like you feel sad today. Because what they're really saying is that you can form a deeper, more meaningful connection with that person. That the simple act of just acknowledging what you sense and feel in another person sends the message that, hey, Angie just noticed that I'm looking kind of sad. Obviously, she cares. And if she cares, then she's a person who wants to get involved. And let's be real here. How many times a day do you see or do you 
you know, maybe you don't do it, but maybe you are going through something and you know, it's written all over you. And it's almost like people avoid you at all costs because gosh forbid they get involved. Gosh forbid they ask you what's going on and they sit and listen to what's going on in your world and you get to share space with them and talk authentically about your feelings. So really it's the person who steps up and says, hey, Angie, are you doing okay? That is the person that you trust more because that person took the time and showed that they care and trust and care go hand in hand. But I want to give you a little caveat on this, because when I was reading this, I thought, you know, I would caution that we're careful to proceed with caution on this one. We don't want to, you know, mistakenly identify someone's emotions or to pretend that we know better than them what they're thinking or feeling. We don't want to be presumptuous or, you know, make them feel defensive, like maybe they're not ready to talk. So here's, here's my caveat on this. Here's my suggestion. I think that questions work best. So I do solution-focused therapy. We are huge into questions. Same with motivational interviewing. We ask questions to give people the opportunity to give us the words so that we don't put words in their mouth. So maybe something like, hey, how are you feeling versus you seem upset? Because if a person's upset and they're not ready, or maybe they're not upset, they might feel defensive. So finally, make sure if you are going to ask somebody or you are going to invite them to, you know, if you're going to acknowledge their emotions, make sure that you have the emotional bandwidth to take on their emotions and to do that with care. Consider it like a fragile package. And if you're going to ask someone to open up about what's going on, make sure you have the emotional bandwidth and the time bandwidth to sit with them and actually share space. So, but just keep in mind that when it comes to your clients, this could really benefit you. Our clients love a safe space to express themselves and it helps them connect with you on a deeper level. So again, we're talking about why trust matters. And I'm talking about number one, do what you say, mean what you say, and say what you mean. And number two, maybe invite or acknowledge somebody's emotions. So number three, I think when it comes to trust, honor your relationships and avoid taking them for granted. How many of us can authentically look in the mirror and say, I know that I've taken my spouse for granted or my long-term partner for granted, or maybe I've taken my kids for granted, or I've taken my boss or my clients for granted. Again, I think this is where consistency is key. You know, you trust people who are there for you consistently in good times and bad. People who don't avoid you when you're down and only want to be with you when things are going well or vice versa. You want that person who stands the test of time and other people want that from us. So I think when it comes to taking people for granted, we can readily and easily do this in long-term relationships. We might assume that our clients know that we appreciate their loyalty. We might assume that our partner or our kids know that we love them. But I think that positive reinforcement goes a long way in all relationships. Personally, I feel like you can't tell somebody you love them too much. You can't extend a hug too much. You can't extend emotional energy that, you know, makes it safe for them too much. I think that we can show we care. We can be there for them by listening, 
and supporting and validating. And those are the elements that lead to deep trust. But taking someone for granted and assuming they're going to be there despite your bad behavior or despite your neglect could cost you deeply in a relationship. So my fourth tip on how I think that we can authentically, you know, why trust matters and how we can build trust is to be open and honest and transparent. All right. You might be thinking, okay, oh, Angie, that goes without saying. Of course, we should be honest. True. Of course, we should be, but it doesn't mean we always are. Because here's the thing. I think even the smallest of lies about like where you were or why you were late or why you forgot to do this or deliver on that compromise trust, no matter how innocent. In fact, I would venture to say that I think it's the small lies that come at a big, big cost. And I'll tell you why. Because if I'm willing to lie about something benign and ridiculous, like why I was five minutes late or why I forgot to pick up X, Y, Z, then I think people are going to think, okay, if they're going to stop and pause and think, okay, if she's willing to lie about something so insignificant, what else is she willing to lie about? Because why would she hide or mask the small stuff? So just be humble and honest, because I think people forgive mistakes much more readily than they forgive lies. Okay. They forgive mistakes more readily than they forgive lies. So I think it also means to be honest about your feelings and share your truth, even if it's uncomfortable, because authentic relationships require that I get vulnerable and you get vulnerable. So if you're willing to get vulnerable, I'm more willing to get vulnerable and vice versa. Because really, when it comes down to it, trust is about emotional intelligence, being able to articulate your thoughts and your feelings productively and openly so that you're not stuffing your emotions and building resentments. I know some people are like that big backpack carrier where I, I talk about the backpack where they stuff this, that, and the other, and they put it in their backpack. It's like ammunition and they don't really, they're not really authentic. And then one day something just makes them pop and they just throw everything out of their backpack and they're like, and then you did this and you did this and that erodes trust because then it's like a pylon. And the person you're in the relationship with is thinking, well, why didn't you just share that with me so that I could correct the behavior early on? So, you know, same thing with our clients. So my next one, when it comes to like ways we build trust, I think this one's huge. And that's that I think we all need to follow our moral compass. I think that we need to do what's best and what we believe is right. Not what we believe will get us attention or get us the next client or get us promoted. I think when you follow your moral compass, even if someone doesn't agree with you, they respect that you're doing what you believe is right for you. Because think about it. People trust people who follow their beliefs more than they trust people who are easily influenced and just say and do things because they think that that's what other people want them to say and do, right? I think it, it goes back to that consistency thing. If I know a coworker feels a certain way about something, and then we go into a big meeting and all of a sudden they seem to fold under pressure and they say what they think my boss wants to hear versus what they really feel. I'm like, mm, man, my trust just goes like this. Because I really want authentic people who are honest in all situations and don't want to just tell people what they want to hear. Because if that's the case, 
they're probably telling me what I want to hear. <laughs> and I don't want to hear what you think I want to hear. I want to hear what you think. I really do. So if we're friends, by all means, tell me what you think. All right. So number six, I think when it comes to building trust, and by the way, you know what, if there's something you want to put into the chat or a question you want to ask me or some input, by all means do. If I miss it, I'll grab it later and respond to you. But, you know, admit when you make a mistake. So blaming others or trying to cover up your mistake or just being dishonest in general about mistakes compromises trust. People value when you're honest and you're humble and you can admit, hey, I'm human. I messed up. They, they probably won't love it that you messed up, but I think they're going to value your integrity and respect your courage. Because again, it's about a willingness to be vulnerable and to feel exposed and to admit that we're not perfect. Because if we're not perfect, we're inviting other people not to be perfect. And then we create this environment where we say, hey, you know what? It's okay if we all make mistakes. That's, that's okay because that's how we learn. So last but not least, when it comes to trust, I'd like to leave us all with this thought. I think that we have to remember that building trust takes time. It takes attention. It takes great care. And it helps if we're going to build trust that we listen to people. We show empathy and support. It helps if we're transparent about our motivations, like why we're doing what we're doing. And it helps if we are motivated to do things for the greater good, not just what's good for us. Also, when we're appreciative and we acknowledge what others do for us, I think that builds trust. When we can say thank you and we can give other people credit, when we can be humble and say, I, you know, I didn't know how to do that. Thank you for helping me. And when we can show respect and consideration for others. So in summary, trust creates these amazing lasting connections and bonds. It makes people feel safe in relationships. And it's the foundation of how we connect with people personally and professionally. It's the foundation of success for our clients. Our clients are more likely to take risks. They're more likely to test their limits and they're more likely to succeed if they trust us. So again, I'm Angie Miller. This was all about reasons that I believe trust matters and practical tips to help you and me build trust in all of our relationships. So thank you so much to our APA and NASM audience and to all of you who just want to feel healthier from the inside out. I appreciate you joining me and I'll see you next week.